Thank you for tuning in to Pulp Fliction. I'm your host, Grant Grubbs. And Evan Dearborn. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode two of Pulp Fliction. I, uh, I'm so glad you guys are tuning in here. Uh, if you haven't already got, got a chance to, go back and listen to episode one. We've got our uh, top ten favorite movies of all time. That might give you guys a little preview oh, yeah. of what is to come today, and that is our, our unpopular opinions about movies. Yeah, you know, if we didn't already scare you off with our top tens, we're, we're driving out all the fake fans early with the unpopular opinions here, so... Uh, that's the main segment today, but before we get to the main segment, like we said uh, last episode, each week we want to start it off with kind of covering what we watched this week and, you know, discussing it with you guys. So, Evan, do you want to tell me at all what you uh, watched this week? Yeah, so, uh, like, you know this, but some of the, most of the viewers don't know, is that I'm watching a scary movie for every single night of the month of October. It's a lot of dedication. It's Spooktober, baby. <laughs> and uh, and some of the films that I've watched this past week is uh, The Invisible Man, Hellfest, the original Friday the 13th, and uh, Sleepaway Camp. And uh, some of those, w- one thing that I'll say is Friday the 13th, I was not a big fan of. Really? Yeah, I was just really was not a big fan of it. It was, it was a tough watch, not going to lie. Not going to lie. But uh, one of the ones that I was, it was a very nice surprise, and, uh, and Grant will actually recommend recommend this one last episode is the invisible man yeah. i really enjoyed that movie the the recent version right. for all you listeners out there yeah yeah and i, I like the fact that they give a they gave, they gave a tribute to the uh to the old one the, yeah. the original one i really like that there's a there's definitely some references in there you know the little clothing stand the little sunglasses and bowler hat or whatever you want to call it detective hat you people yeah. know what i'm saying out there yeah but uh, yeah, definitely some little Easter eggs for true Invisible Man fans. But yeah, it was a it was a good week for me. I really enjoyed some of those movies, and then also Sleepaway Camp. It's another old one, a little cheesy acting. However, the end actually really had me surprised. I uh, I recommend that you guys watch that one for a nice little spook. Yeah, I actually haven't checked that one out yet. But you know, everyone needs a little cheese in their Halloween time. You know, <laughs> that's right. What's Halloween without a couple cheesy movies? Just that's, get you in the mood. That's right. So, what did you watch this week, Grant? Uh, I actually had a totally unique experience to what many of us had had for over a year and a half now with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I got to go to a movie theater. Oh, snap. Yeah. I uh, actually went home this weekend and got to see the brand new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, um, at my local movie theater. And I mean, it, it almost gave me goosebumps just being back in those seats, man. Yeah. It's been way, way, way too long. And you almost forget how great it is to, uh, you know, have that surround sound. Just that experience, hearing other people gasp and uh, mm-hmm. freak out at moments just like you. So it was super fun. Um, you know, people support your movie theaters, okay? That's right. Hey, hey, watching a movie on Netflix and HBO Max is all right, but it's just not a theater, okay? So get out there and support your theaters. We, we are definitely pro-theater here at Pulp Flix. Absolutely. That's, that shouldn't be an unpopular opinion to you mm-hmm. people, okay? That's we right. can agree on that one. Yeah, we'll go out and put it on the record there. Pro-theater. <laughs> That's right. Well, if you guys are ready, and if you're ready, Evan, we'll hop into our unpopular opinions. Hey, sounds good. Sounds good. And also, just please hear us throughout. If you guys don't hear, hear something you don't like, maybe you'll agree with us with the next one. Just hear us out. These are just some things that we... Uh, that we personally feel strong about 
And uh, maybe you'll agree, maybe you I, won't. I haven't heard Evan's opinions yet, people, so he's scaring me here with this disclaimer, but uh, I'll be the voice of reason for you guys. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll both be arguing a little bit here, but yeah, with that said, let's hop into our main segment. All right, we're now jumping into our main segment of Unpopular Opinions. I hope you guys are ready, and uh, Evan, I hope we can come out of this still friends, you know. <laughs> this this could get ugly. Who, who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. If you guys hear some tussle in the background, that's me and Greg. <laughs> just, just wrestling on the floor, you know. <laughs> if it goes quiet and someone comes back with just one host, don't worry about it. It's all, it's all fine. All right, well, we'll preface this with saying uh, – we haven't heard each other's opinions yet, which I already mentioned. Um, what we're going to kind of try and do here, to be fair, is let each other go, explain our reasoning behind this unpopular opinion, and from there, you know, they, 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 there's no more safety. After that, we're going into it. We're getting into the boxing square and going at it shot for shot, baby. <laughs> so, Evan, do you want to start this? Let's Let's do it. All right, let's start this. So... For my first unpopular opinion, and listen, I'm I'm starting off hot here, <laughs> dude. I got I got butterflies in my stomach. This, I'm nervous. This is this is something I felt very strongly about for a long time, and I've been scared to let people know. <laughs> oh God, but there's no better place to come out and tell everyone than on the Pulp Affliction podcast. Oh, I could think of a few places, but hey, we're here now. <laughs> let's let's I guess do it. So, for my first unpopular opinion, it is that the movie Finding Nemo. Just really isn't that great of a oh movie. Oh my gosh. This is, this is supposed to be a, a, a children's movie. And yet it's just basically, the way I look at it, it's just the animated version of Taken. I mean, I don't get this at all. It's it's so stressful. And for what reason? These are kids supposed to be enjoying this movie. Do you want your kids to really be all stressed out? Uh, wondering if, uh, if, if Pop's going to find old Nemo? Like, what is going on here? It's just, whenever I was watching as a young, as a young fella... I just, I just did not really in, enjoy it. I was like, this just, this movie is making me sweat, and I'm, I'm just supposed to be eight years old. I'm supposed to be chilling like a villain, you know. I, I, I just don't get it. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like Finding Nemo. <laughs> well, I, I think I'm ready to respond. It took everything in me there not to just rip, rip across this table and come at you. But here's what I'll start by saying. Okay, first of all, have some respect. All right. Pixar, Finding Nemo, absolute classic, all right? If you're an early 2000s kid, late 90s kid, Finding Nemo is, I mean, that's your bread and butter. That, that's what you live for is Finding Nemo. Evan, I need, I need some better explanation here. Give me something. It's just whenever I was a kid and I was watching this movie, I was like, I, I understand that this is, this is very sad and that these two clownfish, like, like, Pops and and uh, what was what's even the the dad's name? Do I does anyone even know? I believe it's Merlin. Merlin, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Old Merlin's trying to trying to find Nemo, and I just think Nemo is just like he's like like, like screw you, Dad. Like you're all up in my butt all the time. Like I'm gonna go out here and I'm I'm gonna try to live my own life. Like it's just this is uh, Merlin. And you're is thinking just, Merlin should have just let Finding Nemo go live his own life? No, I think Merlin should have seen this coming. Yeah. Well, hey, you know Merlin's had some tough times himself. All right, he saw his he had, wife yeah. just get 
you know, listen, the guy's been through tough times. Give Merlin a break. Now, Merlin Merlin reminds me of uh, of the dad from uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> oh, no. Just reminds me of him. Like, he's just, he's all uptight all the time. And, and then he causes, uh, causes the, the, uh, the rebellion to come out from the from the child, but I don't know the the ending. I mean, I, I guess it's 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 really good, and for some people, it's 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 a tearjerker. But I don't know, man. For me, I just it just didn't didn't strike me that way. You heartless robot of a man. <laughs> let, 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 let me ask this. All right, Evan. All right. What 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 is your like favorite Disney Pixar movie? My favorite Disney Pixar movie? Yeah, you know, either either or kind of the same thing. Yeah. At this point. Uh I'd probably go with uh with Up. Oh, up okay. Up was a great one. Just so, you know, hey, listen. Some people like actual heart jerking drama like finding Nemo. Some people like an old man with a house full of balloons. But hey, hey. I'm just saying. Listen. Big finding Nemo guy over here and very disappointed in this first unpopular opinion, Evan. Hey, you know that's all right. That's it's it's unpopular for a reason. That's right. Hey, we're all entitled to our own opinions. Yeah. So l- let's let's hear what you have to say here. For my number one. Yeah. Let's let's hear it. I'm ready to rip you to shreds here, bud. <laughs> well, you know we've uh, I th- I think we may have mentioned this a little bit earlier in the week. And hey, there's there's a couple raging debates in the film world. Okay, you know there's. The back and forth between studios, favorite directors. But there's one that stands above the rest. And that is, are you Ryan Reynolds fan? Or are you Ryan Gosling fan? And let me state on the record, people, Ryan Gosling is far superior to Ryan Reynolds. Mm. All right, now, now, before I get any feedback, let me explain why. All right, I did a little research for this one. You know, took time out of my sweet week, did my own homework here. All right, Ryan Gosling, I mean, the guy is seriously a talent. And I don't think a lot of people realize it, frankly. He's done movies such as Drive, Nice Guys, underrated comedy, just absolute banger. I'll agree, yeah. Blade Runner 2049, dark, er, deep and dark kind of art pieces there, Place Beyond the Pines, and of course, Heaven. To pull you over to my side, La La Land. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I didn't want to have to pull out that card, but. And then, you know, you got Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool. Okay. (laughs) Listen, Deadpool's a great film. You know, I don't want to short sell him. He's got definitely maybe, he's got the new movie, Fun Guy. Yeah. He's got, um, you know, some, some serious movies, which he's great in. But here's the thing. Ryan Gosling, for every single role, he's almost like a new person. He really is. Um, barely recognizable in some movies like Place Beyond the Pines. Ryan Reynolds, on the other hand, I mean, the man has two modes. He has charismatic, sarcastic Ryan Reynolds, 90% of his films, and then he plays the same kind of serious character in all serious movies. So that's my take. Evan, Evan, what do you have to say about that? I don't think you're uh, fuming too much over there across the table. No, I mean... I. I, uh, I hate to say this, but I I agree. Oh gosh, I, I'm, and the uh, the Ryan Reynolds versus Ryan Gosling debate is is very decisive. You're it you're really on one is. side or the other, and I'm I'm pro Ryan Gosling. Like I just love uh, like like crazy stupid love. Oh my gosh, that's, oh yeah, didn't that's, even mention that one. But yeah, good lord, great flick, great flick. I mean, he's he's uh, kind of plays a little bit of like a like a Ryan Reynolds type in, in yeah, that movie, like does. that kind of character arc. And uh, can I say something? He he plays him better I, than Ryan Reynolds. I'll, plays I'll agree. It. I'll agree. Yeah. And then you've also got R- Ryan Gosling in uh, in the Notebook. 
I mean, dear Barbara, my man. Man knows how to sway the hearts of women all around the world. That's okay? right. That's right. He, I, I absolutely love uh, love Ryan Gosling. And then Ryan Reynolds, I will say, Deadpool, uh, one of my favorite, like, I guess, superhero yeah. movies of all time. It's just so funny. And it's, it's a great movie. It's, it's, got, it. it's got a nice, nice plot to it as well. He plays that perfectly. However, he basically plays the man behind the mask in almost every single one yeah. of his films. Yeah. And then also, might I say, uh, the Amityville Horror in 2005. <laughs> Evan's lowest rated movie on Letterboxd. Yeah, that movie was straight up garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry, you'll never get that 90 minutes of your life back. No. I, I probably should have warned you. No, no, but it was just, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pro Ryan Gosling over, uh, over Ryan Reynolds. I, I completely agree. I appreciate the support. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you mentioning this because it's important for our viewers to know how we feel. Also, oh, it's important them for to know what's facts. Okay, people, undeniable facts. That's the kind of people we are here. That's All right, right, Evan, hit me with your second unpopular movie opinion. So yeah, this one is uh, this one is heading over to the uh, to the behind the camera type deal, and mm. uh, I'm talking about a a director who is highly. Highly <laughs> regarded for a lot of people. Evan, this Evan, is, Evan, be on. careful what you say. I think I think you should just just wait and listen. This isn't going where where you the, think it's okay. going. Okay, but uh, I'm talking about <laughs> M9 Shyamalan. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about M9 Sh- uh, Shyamalan, and I think that he is overrated as a director. I will say I will say this: he's got some great films, as in like like you got The Sixth Sense, you've got Split, you've got The Village and Signs, but like his I think whenever it comes to his flops that he has, they just they outweigh. <laughs> they're, uh, they're very large flops. Yeah, like yeah. you've got you've got movies like After Earth. You've got Glass, which had all the potential in the world. Yeah, all the potential in the world. The sequel to uh, to Split and Unbreakable. And yeah, and you got Samuel Jackson, James McAvoy, who is uh, taking Hollywood by storm right now. And that movie just kind of flopped. Uh, you've got The Happening, which is a horrible. <laughs> Uh, horror movie. If it's just the the worst thing ever. Mark Wahlberg, right? Mark Wahlberg, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I unfortunately remember what you're talking about here. It's it's just you, you have no idea what's going on, and I think just M Night Shyamalan. I think he is more regarded than like people like Dennis Villanueva, and uh, in terms of the uh, like thrillers mm-hmm. that he has, like I think Villanueva does a much better job of bringing together the the plot of his movies yeah. and leaving it ambiguous. But enough to where you see the direction where he was trying to head. Shyamalan just kind of just leaves it there and just tries to pull these. He kind of uh, uses the great cinematography and uses that as a way to to mask the the plot of his movies. I feel like. Yeah, um, I'm gonna jump in here and say I I agree with you actually. I, are we are we agreeing on yeah, these this unpopular is, movie opinions? This wasn't supposed to happen. This is this is dangerous. We're being real with you guys. This is our first time hearing them. But uh, no, I actually agree with you. And exactly like you said, I think M Night, um, in comparison to the Knee Villanueva, he's he's like trying to be like him as far as uh, having these crazy wild endings. Yeah. But it's almost like, calm down, guy. You're not you're not that. You're not that good, right? You're not that guy, pal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Insert, you're not that guy, pal. So, um, yeah, I mean, some of his movies that do have these crazy endings, great example is Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. you know, I See Dead People, an absolute classic line. Yeah. But they can't all be these uh, groundbreaking endings like that. And I think M. Night 
believes they all are. Uh, so, yeah, I think, honestly, if M. Knight could just take a step back and look at his work a little bit more honestly at times instead of getting caught up in his M. Knight-isms, I'll, yeah. I'll put it, he, he'd be a lot better off. Mm-hmm. And I'll also say that, like, uh, I do have to give the man props. Uh, he directed the movie The Visit, and I watched that in theaters with my girlfriend at the time when I was in eighth grade. Mm. And uh, just a little spoiler, I got my first kiss after that movie. <laughs> he, I, so a little for, tip of the hat to my man, M. Knight, there. For people who watched The Visit, I'm a little concerned. I don't... <laughs> I'm scared to know what scene it was during, you know, but, you know. No, it was. It was hopefully the, nothing with old people. Uh, <laughs> you know, we might we might have to cut this part out of the podcast, people. This is getting a little weird, but. I'll, I'll definitely clarify. It was after movie. It was not during <laughs> the, the one scene that, that, that you're referring to. But if you know, you know. Yes, you know that scene. Yes, yes. We promise we're, uh, we're clear-minded folks here. We, right. we would never do such a <laughs> horrific thing. Um, yeah. I, once again. I agree with you. Yeah, I was I was expecting a little backlash. However, I, I think it's uh it's one of those things that a lot more people will agree with me. Mm-hmm. But he's uh like he's just got like Sixth Sense is a lot of people's favorite movies. Signs is also a, another great flick, and then Split is a is a modern uh, another modern great film. Yeah. So I think some people just kind of overlook those. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you know you thought, hey, these aren't that unpopular of opinions. You know, these guys, they took the easy way out. Let me come in hot here, okay? All right, let's hear it. Let me say something that, frankly, is going to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> also, another opinion regarding kind of behind the camera. Um, it's nothing to do with actors or anything, but a director. And a director I love. A lot of people love him. Uh, my man Christopher Nolan, director oh of films gosh. such as... The Dark Knight series, Inception, Interstellar. Modern classics, honestly. But Christopher Nolan, as much as some people may disagree with me, he's not He's not perfect, okay? Yeah. And uh, frankly, my problem comes with a lot of his films, not a lot, but a few of his films being overly complicated. Mm. You know, honestly, it's funny you bring up the M. Night thing because this is, this is kind of a similar ordeal. Christopher Nolan... I mean, I think he's much better than M. Night ever ever, ever has agree. been, will be. Yes. But C- Christopher Nolan, if you don't know him, people, I mean, the man, he breaks your brain every single movie. And at a certain point, that's awesome. Inception, Interstellar, these films that are just crazy enough to where you're like, oh my gosh, that's never going to leave my mind. But you get it by the end. You got to yeah. kind of fall in, but you get it. And then there's movies like Memento, <laughs> Tenet. Where I'm, I'm going in a deep dive up until 3 a.m. on YouTube watching 10 analysis videos just yeah. to just to grasp a little bit of it, you know. So um, I know a lot of people love him, but it's like, listen, guy, you're not Einstein. You're you're a movie director. Right. Calm it down. I don't know. What do What do you think, Evan? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to uh, definitely have to agree here. And even like Inception, it kind of took me a little bit to uh, to try to understand what was happening there. But I think. Christopher Nolan just wants to just mess with the with the viewer yeah. so much. So like he just wants to. I think you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. How he just wants to let you know how smart he is. Yeah. And those are the worst type of people. In the world. <laughs> those are the absolute worst. He, he was the kid in the back reminding teacher about homework. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you got the Dark Knight, which I need to rewatch it. It's been a while since I've uh, since I've seen that movie. And you, you can't go wrong. I, I'd rewatch it every night if I could. Yeah. It's. Uh, I need to rewatch that, but. Like the some of his his scenes 
are so very good. Like you got the uh, Heinz Ward return that kickoff in the stadium that's breaking open. Mm-hmm. Like that's how do you do that? I mean, I just props to Chris Nolan. He has some of the best best set designs. And like Inception, where you have the turning walls and and uh, it's just yeah. I mean, the man's direction and cinematography is nearly flawless. Like, look at Dunkirk. Oh I my mean, gosh, just a yeah. groundbreaking movie. But once again, it, it, it can some of his movies are confusing, and unfortunately, that's just kind of the simple fact of the matter. Um, Memento and specifically Tenet, his most recent film. It's kind of funny, you know. Memento is like his second real film he ever made. And um, really kind of his first film because the mm. other film was on a $6,000 budget, black and white, super short. Yeah, and then it's, Tenet. It's a college film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Tenet is his most recent film. And both just equally nuts. Yeah. You know? Um, and I want to make it clear, we're not here to say that you shouldn't have to maybe uh, rewatch a movie every once in a while. Yeah. Check it out again. That's, that's a deep film, and that's okay. Like Inception or Stellar. But you're... Uh, fans and your watchers shouldn't leave the theaters don't not even understanding why they just paid money for a ticket other than yeah. seeing some cool uh, cinematography yeah I'll, I'll agree and I uh, kind of make this I made this connection a little bit earlier just, I think that Christopher Nolan is like modern day Stanley Kubrick and okay. how he has very very good like the way that he goes about making his films and how everything has to be so perfect and uh, they're kind of like just these these mind bending films, yeah. kind of like The Shining, where you have to rewatch it a couple of times, but you're not rewatching because you're like, I have no idea what the heck is going on. But every single scene is so like perfectly uh, manipulated to where you find something out each time that you rewatch yeah. it. Like yeah. that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. That's that's genius filmmaking right there. But then when you have Memento and Tenet, it's just it's just confusing. And for what you know? Yeah, he's he's definitely. Um Mimicking some of Kubrick's uh, mm-hmm. just things that he's le- a legend for, and I, th- I believe Christopher Nolan will be a legend as well. It's yeah. just hey, at some point you got to know when to dial back. Not even a lot, just a notch or two, you know. And Tenet and that Tenet and Memento are still amazing films. It's just you, uh, they're they're tough to understand. I've watched a lot of movies, you know, and they're tough to understand even for me. So. You know, I didn't want to go too long on this, but I appreciate your discussion with me on that one, Evan. It's yeah, a, it's a, it's a hot topic for sure. It is, it is for sure. And I think that uh, I mean, Christopher Nolan. I'll say he's probably just he's already a legend right now. Yeah, yeah. In in filmmaking, but I think he just like like just tailor a movie to the just the average uh, average viewer once in a while. And I will say, with the upcoming Oppenheimer uh, movie yeah. he's coming out with, there's a chance it's a little. More, um, anyone can watch it, you know, yeah. and I'm excited to see what he can do with it. Yeah, I think Cillian Murphy is going to yep. be starring that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love me some Cillian Murphy. So. Yeah, I mean, for once, we won't watch a, a Christopher Nolan movie just simply about this man just doing mind experiments about how time works, basically. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get a little something new. All right, Evan, hit me with your third unpopular opinion. All right. Oh, guys, Evan's giving me a weird look. I, I'm scared. Ladies and gentlemen, just please bear with me on this. <laughs> try, try to hear me out, all right? I'll do my best. So, this is regarding Marvel movies. And Evan, Evan, I, we, we can't lose our fan base, please. I mentioned this, I mentioned this last, uh, last episode, that I'm not necessarily the biggest Marvel guy there is, and one of them is because of this. And so, so here I go. So here all I go. Right. 
this is exactly how I have it written out, just to try mm-hmm. to to be the most pleasing as possible and how people can possibly try hey, to. You to give me. you give it to them however you believe, it, baby. <laughs> Come on. So I said Marvel movies parentheses excluding the Avengers movies. All right, so not Infinity War, Endgame, Ultron, the original Avengers. They are good, but only made great because of the hype around them. And. <sighs> I have to say this, that just some, like most of the characters in it have very similar arcs to me. Like you have people like Iron Man and Doctor Strange who are uh, just like rich white guys that end up, uh, (laughs) that they they have, they do something crazy and now they have the super, the superpower. And then the villain gets brought up, which the way that, that Marvel ends up bringing about their villains is very, I think the way that they, they present them. It's very thin. I think that there's not much of a backstory to it. I think the best one that they ever did was uh, was Lo- uh, Loki, and I think that, but that was because of the uh, them going back and doing the uh, the the TV show about them. Yeah, you know, I I agree with you as far as the villains. Um, it can be a little thin at times, but I think they and I think the movie industry as a whole has learned that people dig a lot more into the movies whenever their villains are given a backstory. I'd say they've gotten better at it. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it kind of mixes with your point about the hype, but I mean, look at Thanos. Man had like 12 years of building yeah. of his character. So, uh-huh. um, well, yeah. That's, that's why I said like, like just excluding like the Avengers movies. And then I think I just don't know. Like I think going into a movie theater and experiencing a Marvel movie is something everyone needs to do. I think it's a it's a bucket list thing for me. I've yet to go to watch like an Avengers movie, yeah, and uh, witness it in theater like on opening weekend, just because seeing some of the videos of uh, of like the end of Endgame or like it the beginning of special. Infinity War and seeing people just absolutely go wild and standing up and cheering like they're watching like the Kentucky Florida <laughs> game or something like that. Yeah, like it's just it's absolutely insane, and that's something that you definitely want to be a part of. But these movies are they're good films. I will yeah, say that films. I enjoy. Okay, <laughs> not great films. <laughs> Had to try and slip it in there. <laughs> not 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 great films, but like just and I just I can't say this enough. But Ant Man and the Wasp, like what the <laughs> heck? Why this are is... we doing this? Nobody thinks that that's actually like a great film. Nobody actually does. I I firmly believe that. It's just we've been wired to think that Marvel movies are great every single time that one comes out. So think people think that Ant Man and the Wasp is a great movie. Someone someone please prove me wrong on that. <laughs> This is quickly, quickly developing as an inside joke on the podcast. But people, uh, if you're Ant-Man and the Wasp fans, this this may not be the place for you. <laughs> um, as far as, uh, you know, the rest of your opinion, I, you know, there, there's what? I don't know, 23. It, it's 20 plus Marvel movies. Yeah, like I think it's 23 is the number, yeah. You know, they, they can't all be home runs, Evan, I, which I think you understand. You agree yeah, with that. Yeah, I know that, but I think... Like Marvel fans think that every single one isn't like the like it's, it's one through twenty three on the greatest movies ever. Well, you know, I'm not, I, Marvel fans can be a little delusional at times, <laughs> but I, we're just gonna skip right over that part. You know, <laughs> listen, I'm a Marvel fan, but you gotta understand. You know, look at it not compared to Marvel movies. Look at it compared to the whole entire movie world. I think that's what Evans getting yeah, at a little bit yeah. here. Um, 
you know, there are absolutely Marvel, great Marvel movies, and I think it's not even all the Avengers. I think, um, you know, I think Age of Ultron is not even a great Avengers, but or yeah. a great film. But I think, uh, you know, there's movies like the original Iron Man that sent this whole entire thing like skyrocketing. Um, I think there's Winter. I mean, really, all the Captain Americas are great. But um, you know, we could go on and on Ragnarok, and they've brought in really great directors that are great filmmakers, such as Taika Waititi for Ragnarok and stuff like that. So. I think Marvel has evolved um, just like the rest of the film industry, and they've learned as they've gone on that they can't just make these basically copy and paste. I hate to say yeah. it, but uh, they, 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 they uh, definitely do have an archetype, a blueprint, like you said, of some yes. of their stories. But I think they know that, and they've gotten a little bit better at it. Yeah, like the, the Marvel algorithm, I'd say, has changed, and I think that you kind of see that. Like, I hope that they go a different way from uh, – from uh, Far From Home mm-hmm. and the, the latest Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like, I think that you had Tom Holland who brought it, Jake Gyllenhaal, was, who was absolutely incredible in that movie. But the the story just kind of, I feel like they just moved it from New York though, <laughs> to, uh, to hey, Italy. Like, hey. what the heck, dude? It was in Washington, D.C. for Washington. a little bit. Yeah, it was in Washington. But I just, I mean, I hope that they, that they start to go away with this next phase. Uh, but, I mean, I really want to like Marvel movies because I think they're so much fun to watch in a yeah. theater. But it's just it's kind of hard for me to to get on board with that. And I hope that you understand, Grant. I hope you're not I, mad at anybody. I'm I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna have to maybe write in my journal or something <laughs> about this experience. Get out some of the anger, but it, it, it'll be fine. All right. I think uh, if you're ready, I'm ready to do my yeah, I'm, next I'm, unpopular opinion. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. Yeah. All right, and Evan, uh, this is this is a little personal. Not not necessarily between us, but it's a big thing going on in pop culture right now. Um. There's, I don't know if you necessarily know where this is going, but it does have to do with uh, Squid Game. Okay. Um, and not necessarily just Squid Game, but all foreign films, foreign TV shows. Uh, but right now it's just very topical and relevant due to Squid Game blowing up. Uh, you know, there uh, there's a certain thing that a lot of people have been doing that's been upsetting me with these foreign shows and films, people. And I'm just gonna get it off my chest. If you're if you're watching these foreign masterpieces, these great pieces of art with English dubovers, I'm gonna have I'm gonna freak out right here. I, I'm trying to keep my cool. I know we have people on the walls next to us, but people, come on. Um, yeah. Okay. So now that I outraged a little bit and let that out, I'll go into why. Okay. So first of all. I mean, we've all seen the funny TikToks, funny videos. I mean, it just looks ridiculous. Let's be honest. They're sitting there moving their lips at a thousand miles per hour, and the guy's like, "Yes, I'll have a cheeseburger." <laughs> so it's obviously ridiculous. Uh, second of all, you're missing out on some of the acting. Really, I mean, yeah. actors. Half of it really is kind of the physical movement, the facial uh, gestures, uh, but the other half is voice. And when you're Getting these just horrific, I got to be honest, these horrific English voice actors, for example, in Squid Game, uh, they, they don't sound too far off from my horrible rendition I did a second ago. Um, so you're missing out on nearly half the acting performance when you uh, take that away from yourself. And finally, my final point would be, um, you know, some of these English dubovers that you can't necessarily get the full translation of what they're saying in uh, the original language. 
Well, I think when it's just English captions with the language, they do a little bit better um, describing that, even if it takes a second or two longer to read. And to me, narrative is the most important part of a story, of a film, of a TV series. So I know there's been a lot of a lot of talk about these dub overs, and I just want to say if you're if you're doing that, at least give it a chance. People watch it without um, the dub over. Watch it just with English subtitles. It, it has to be done, all right? And uh, Evan, I know you've watched Squid Game. I know you watched it with a dub over. <laughs> so you let me know what you think here. Yeah, I, I will say I uh, I tried my best to just do the subtitles, but I it ended up me just reading the entire time because I was I wanted to watch what was going on. That's true. That's true. You're tr- actually trying to understand what was happening. You focusing on the subtitles more than you are actually what's going on the screen. Yeah. And so that's why I had to go to the, to the dub over, but I still look at the, uh, like the acting performances, the, the exact same way. And I knew like their type of like the tone and the way of which I think that, I think the English dub over actually went really well for squid game, mm-hmm. but I know for like a lot of movies yeah. in foreign, it's it a- is completely different. Like the tone of which they're actually going about it is, is, uh, is not the same. It doesn't translate very well. Yeah, I mean it's it's nearly similar to like, cable, you're watching Wolf of Wall Street on cable, and they're like saying, I don't I don't even know funky trucker instead of yeah, insert bleep yeah. But you're you're just missing out on a lot of what is actually going on there. Yeah, I think like even like you grab uh, bring up a great point there, Grubs is like uh, on national uh, on on Christmas vacation, like you have uh, whenever Uncle Eddie comes out and he says. Uh, he said, actually says like the shitter's fool. It's <laughs> one of the funniest movie or one of the funniest scenes. Like my whole family starts dying laughing. But if you're watching it on FX, he just says crapper's fool. Yeah. Like what the you're, heck? You're, you're losing the effect. It, it yeah. is, it is a, it's highway robbery, frankly, yeah. by these, yeah. uh, dubs and cable stations. And yeah, I mean, you want to experience the movie as its whole, as the director intended. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess they, they had to do that. That's different. That's TV. But whenever you're like on, on Netflix and they're allowed to do that. I think uh, you can still see like people like like Song Wu and uh, and Song Bin. I think those are the names of the of the people. It was oh uh, six seven and then two eighteen. Song Wu was like the cousin of the main main uh, character. I don't necessarily know their names uh, off the top of my head. The uh, main character and the guy who committed white collar crime. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just it's they've brought just absolutely great performances, and you can tell that even through like the English dub over. And you just tell that by their their emotion, the way that they speak uh, through their uh, through their eyes, through their mouth, and I mean it's just it's it's abs- absolutely incredible to watch there. But I will say that does not translate to every single foreign film. That that's hey, I, I appreciate the compromise. Mm-hmm. You know, the I think it'll definitely be a much bigger trending topic with Squid Game blowing up like this. Yeah, I foresee a lot more foreign films and TV series coming to Netflix, and you know, God knows the forty-eight other streaming services that are yeah. out nowadays. My gosh, but uh, yeah, I would at least recommend to try it both ways and see what you like. It's worth a shot. I wanted to immediately go to the English dub over. Mm-hmm. Like I'll say, uh, the pianist with uh, Adrian Brody, like he has one of the best performances of all time. And if you do that English dub over, then you are, I mean, that might as well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Honestly. 
<laughs> you need to watch Evan, that. Evan's trying to hold him back from saying vile things yeah. into the mic right now. You, you you definitely need to watch that in uh, in in French. It's absolutely just a beautiful film. The way that Adrian Brody uh, uh, just portrays that character is just absolutely incredible. You need to watch that with the uh, with with French. But you need, I mean, the the subtitles aren't necessarily all that bad. I watch subtitles even with uh, with English movies. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, that's our. Uh, Top three most unpopular movie opinions. You know, obviously, some of them we agreed with. Some maybe not so much. You know, some we may uh, be thinking about, you know, attacking the other one as soon as we get out of this podcast room. But we'll, we'll try and hold it together for you guys for the future episodes. Um, let us know what you thought for sure. Um, we're going to head on over to our after show segment and talk about what we're going to be watching this upcoming week. So hope you join us over there. Thanks. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We couldn't have planned this better. All right. Thank you all. If you guys are still listening after that heated discussion about our uh, our unpopular opinions, thank you all for joining us in the after show. I do want to do just a uh, just a quick little promo for our uh, our accounts on the Letterboxd app. It's a, an app where you can review movies, you can rate movies, and it's it's a social media where you can just see where you and all your friends can just rate and uh, and star your movies. And I, be- I believe the tagline is the social network for movie lovers. Yes, that is shout right. out to you, Letterbox. That's that's right. Free shout out. Uh, we, we'll we'll do some free shout outs. <laughs> but uh, my my account on Letterbox is the Evan D. That's T H E E V A N D E E. That's mine, and uh, you can see some of my favorite movies. I just actually I spent about an hour yesterday just going through and rating some films, and not all of the films that I've watched are on there. But uh, it, uh, that's pretty good representation of uh, of my movie taste. If you guys were uh, were wanting to know a little bit more after uh, week one's episode, yeah. And then uh, you guys can find me and forgive me for this childish name, you know, <laughs> old old PlayStation tag, Xbox tag, you know, you know the deal. You can find me on Letterbox at Grubsy thirty three G R U B B S Y three three. Once again. It is just kind of, you know, where you can get the vibe of what we like, our taste. Um, let us know what you think. Follow us. Uh, talk to us. We love to hear your all's opinions. Yeah, we'd love to see what your guys' uh, favorite movies are also. we love to be able to, to see, and then maybe we'll roast you. Maybe we'll agree with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely hit you with the follow. We'll definitely check it out, though, and That's we'll right. get you with the follow back. Um, and then another little shout-out. Check out our TikTok. We actually just opened up a new TikTok. Uh going pretty well so far we think but we'd love to have even more followers so check it out it's at pulp fliction pod um you search that up and you'll find us baby all the clips all the hottest talk from the most recent podcast and if you miss anything and just want to check out the clips and all the highlights find it there so a nice little meme maria right there yeah 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 you guys got some good memes going (laughs) well if uh Evan, you want to stay with the theme here of the after show? You want to go ahead and give them your uh, recommendation for the upcoming week? Yeah, so uh, this week, we are in uh, the month of October right now, and like I said earlier in the pod, is that I'm watching a scary movie every single night for the month of October. And uh, on October 14th, I'm going to be watching Cabin in the Woods, which is on uh, on the app of Peacock. And uh, that's a really great one. I think it's a, it's, it's a funny one. I have watched it once before. But it, it definitely twists the genre in a yeah. really cool way. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's funny. It's horrifying. And uh, you also got some, some great acting going on there. And then also uh, on October 15th, that is the premiere 
of Halloween Kills, the second to last movie in this uh, this ongoing uh, just just story of, of Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, we're we're a little lost ourselves in it, but mm-hmm. hey, we're here for the ride. That's right. I absolutely love uh, love the Halloween movies, and hopefully, I'll be able to see it in theater and get my because I haven't watched a movie in theater in like two years. I hey, think I may have to join you. You know, we. We already talked about it. Theaters, support them, people. That's right, baby. Pro theater here. So, yeah, Grubs, what are you watching this week? Uh, what I'll be watching is, you know, obviously sticking with the spooky season. A classic from 1974, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a great one. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's 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 a special film, honestly. It's crazy. It's weird. It's not even that scary. It's just disturbing. Yeah. And it'll, it'll leave you a little unsettled. It's definitely a Halloween go-to, and it'll be on Prime Video for free. If you haven't seen it, make sure to check it out. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you guys on this episode of Pulp Fliction. And uh, as always, if you need anything, you give us a holler, baby. That's right. See y'all.